News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Um, there's a game, a blame game going on at the moment. Do we know at this stage what caused the explosion at the hospital? No, we don't. We have claim and counterclaim. Um, it may well be that the United States has a fairly good idea of what actually happened, but they are very unlikely to reveal that because of Biden's visit, which now has to concentrate very much on what happens in Israel. Uh, the summit meeting involving the heads of uh, uh, basically the Palestinian Authority, um, the Jordanians and the Egyptians has now been called off. Uh, so I don't think that we get much to be sure about from the American sources. Uh, it's not clear whether Biden will go elsewhere, whether he will go perhaps to Saudi Arabia. But for the moment, that visit has been hugely overshadowed by what happened at Al-Akhiel Arabia Hospital. The hospital, incidentally, is run by a Christian group based in uh, in Jerusalem. And it's a reminder that, in fact, although the great majority of people in Gaza are Palestinian Arabs who are Muslims, there's quite a, a large minority of Christians and several active Christian churches within the, the Gaza Strip. But coming back to the main point, I think in some ways a more important issue here is why were there so many people gathered at the hospital who were seeking shelter? Uh, the Gazan Civil Defense Organization believes that the death toll is probably a minimum of 300 people killed, probably most of them in a matter of seconds. And uh, one has to remember that that alone, that death toll would have been much lower in any other circumstances if people hadn't crowded into the hospital area for their own security. And that really outlasts any concern about who was responsible for it, in a sense. Uh, and and why would they have gone there? They obviously went there because they thought a hospital would not be hit. Is that is that correct? Yes. I mean, essentially, uh, 1.1, 1, maybe 1.2 million people have been ordered by the Israelis, or sorry, encouraged by the Israelis to move to southern Gaza. And they're now being further encouraged to go close to the coast. So I think essentially the Israeli Defense Forces want as near to a, a free fire zone as they can get in the whole of the northern part of the Gaza Strip. Um, many people simply can't move. Uh, the hospitals can't be evacuated remotely at that sort of level when you have babies in incubators, people on dialysis, people on life support. Uh, and so it's just impossible to move at that level. And there have been very strong criticisms, not coming from, well, coming from Palestinians, but coming from the World Health Organization. And one thing you notice is that as the actions proceed, as the Israeli Defense Forces actions uh, basically proceed, you're getting more and more open commentary from the World Health Organization, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, and others. These are UN bodies. And so I think this is where... Israel, although the current government doesn't seem able to do it, needs to look to the reputation that the country as a whole has. There was huge support for Israel after the horrific incidents of uh, October the 7th. But that is fast dissipating, and it's not just in the Middle East. So that is, of course, concern. But they, uh, basically, under the current government of Netanyahu, which is an ultra-nationalist government, there seems to be an absolute determination to proceed with this way in the belief that it can work. Okay, uh, in relation uh, to Joe Biden's visit, uh, I, I mean, what can he realistically hope to achieve? I mean, the timing could not be worse. Well, I think the, as far as one can tell, it's, it's extremely difficult to say, but the indications are that the United States has decided 
that the Israeli decision to try and root out uh, Hamas, sort of root and branch from within Gaza, is one that they will not be able to alter. That is what the Israelis are set on. And some people in the United States, the more hawkish people, think it's the only way. And so Biden is probably spending as much of his effort as possible on trying to limit what is crudely called the collateral damage, the damage to civilians civilians, Palestinian civilians. And I think this will be the main aim of the trip. It's almost certain in the view of many knowledgeable analysts that if the hospital attack had happened uh, maybe 12 or 24 hours earlier, Biden would have cancelled his visit. But it's so far advanced that he's gone ahead with it. One thing one has to remember, which isn't widely reported, is in addition to everything else that's going on, there seems to be a very considerable airlift of military supplies from the United States into Israel going on at the present time. Reports of many military transports landing in Israel. And that suggests the United States has decided that this is going to proceed. They'll try and limit the damage, but they don't see any other way because probably the current Israeli government will not change its ways. One hopes one's wrong on that, but that seems to be the case because what is clearly needed uh, is an immediate ceasefire and some sort of pause in spite of the huge casualties that Israel suffered. Uh, can I, do I deduct from what you're saying that you, you believe that immediate ceasefire is highly unlikely? It's highly unlikely, but I think things are changing so rapidly. The worry is that if uh, the Iranians encourage Hezbollah to be more active uh, in southern uh, Lebanon, then there'll be another front opened. And the thing you have to watch is there's a very high state attention on the West Bank, the occupied West Bank, even before the events of the last sort of 10 or 11 days. And what is the problem there is you have more and more very deeply religious and nationalist uh, Israeli settlers moving into the West Bank who believe it is their land. And of course, the Palestinians uh, who are right in the middle of this uh, are finding this extremely difficult to take with their own movements, very much restricted. So you have a potential powder keg there as well, which is why wise councils simply have to try and prevail. And if Biden can do something along those lines, he'll be doing us all a favour, but the indications at the moment are not very good. Paul Rogers, Emeritus Professor of Peace Studies at Bradford University. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. Uh, let's bring in Elon Levy, uh, former media advisor to the President of Israel, uh, Isaac uh, Herzog. Elon, uh, thank you for talking to us uh, this morning. Uh, let's just deal with the, um, uh, the, the, the explosion at the hospital. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at the breaking news coming through the uh, is- Israeli military uh, defence forces uh, holding a press conference at the moment. They are emphatically saying they are not responsible for for this explosion. Thank you. Good morning. First of all, I'm speaking to you today in capacity as an Israeli government spokesman. So what you're having from me is the official line that's coming from us. Thank you for clarifying that. The evidence now is is incontrovertible that what happened last night is that Palestinian Islamic Jihad fired a rocket from inside the Gaza Strip. It fell short and it landed on that hospital. What we're witnessing there is an unspeakable tragedy that so many people have lost their lives. And as we've said from the very first day, the fact that Hamas and Islamic Jihad have embedded their terrorist infrastructure within civilian populations, placing them in harm's way as they attempt to attack our civilians is a war crime. It's a war crime not only against us, it's a war crime against the people of Gaza as well. Now, we and there has been independent evidence that has emerged proving this quite clearly. Uh, And of course, I don't expect anyone to take the account of any government at face value, but the evidence is there for all to see. First of all, last night, Al Jazeera broadcast live in real time footage of the skies of Gaza showing a volley of rockets. And you can see one of them exploding midair 
and falling back down. Security camera footage has also emerged from Netiva Asara. That's one of the villages that Hamas, de- Hamas death squads destroyed in the October 7th massacre. Again, showing the same volley of rockets and one falling short inside the Gaza Strip and an explosion. The IDF has also released footage from its own radars and from its own uh, interception facilities showing the before and after, showing there is clearly no evidence of any Israeli airstrike. And the army has just taken the extraordinary step of releasing an intercepted phone call between two Hamas operatives discussing the fact that Palestinian Islamic Jihad launched the rocket from a cemetery behind the hospital, that it fell short, that it hit the hospital, and that they decided to blame Israel anyway. So it's very important to set the record straight. There isn't a blame game here about whether it was Israel, whether it was Hamas. As soon as this happened, as soon as the explosion happened, the Gaza Health Ministry, which is Hamas, which is ISIS, as we've made very clear all along, alleged with zero evidence that this was Israel. And it took Israel a little while to conduct the preliminary investigation. But all the evidence is there. All the OSINT, the signals intelligence, including from independent sources, is there, pointing quite clearly that this was a horrific war crime perpetrated by Palestinian Islamic Jihad oh, okay, against okay. their own people. Uh, uh, Elon, you, you have set that out. I mean, obviously, we cannot know for certain what did happen. What we do know for certain is... Well, I would, I would, advise, I would advise you as media to look into the evidence. Yeah, and, no, and, and, and we, will, we, will, we will indeed do that. I suppose the point I'm going to make is, regardless of what caused it, uh, hundreds of people have lost their lives. And you heard Paul Rogers there, the uh, professor of peace studies at Bradford University, saying what really needs to happen now is a ceasefire because otherwise there will be further civilian casualties and many of those. Um, What's your response to what Paul Rogers was saying? Israel holds Hamas, the terrorist regime that governs the Gaza Strip, solely responsible for all civilian casualties inside the Gaza Strip. And the reason that Israel is fighting this war, a war we didn't start, a war we didn't want, a war that we didn't even expect, but a war that Hamas dragged us into, with the war crimes of the October 7th massacre is because we can no longer live with a terrorist ISIS-style regime running the Gaza Strip, which commits war crimes not only against us, but as we saw Mm. just last night, is also brutalizing the people of Gaza by firing rockets from inside densely populated areas. Uh, 450 Uh, of their rockets uh, have already uh, misfired uh, in the course of this war, and and we will end them. When the likes of the World Health Organization are, are, are criticizing the response of Israel. Does that give pause for thought? Does that make you think um, two wrongs do not do not make a right? Israel, what Israel is doing now is exercising what the international community has recognized is not only its right, but its duty of self-defense against the terror regime that, that committed the October 7th massacre. Now, Israel has been taking steps to minimize civilian casualties accept that. in the Gaza Strip. My question that's, that's is, regardless of the cost... move out of harm's way. Regardless of the cost? Uh, Paul Rogers is making the point, it is impossible uh, to, to move that uh, percent, that level of population uh, in, we, in we such understand, a short time. We understand that, that it is very difficult for civilians to get out of harm's way, but if I can explain our perspective, the... October 7th massacre was the worst terror attack in world history after 9-11. 1,400 Israelis are dead, 4,000 are injured, 200 are currently hostages inside the Gaza Strip. Now, we are determined to end Hamas and dismantle its military and governing structure because a world in which the October 7th massacre could happen is a world in which it will happen again. 
And we as a country cannot allow our citizens to be susceptible to that sort of danger from a genocidal terror regime called Hamas with its ISIS-like brutality, the evidence of torture, of tying children up, of burning them, of beheading them. We can no longer tolerate that threat to our citizens. And that is why we have decided that we need to end Hamas. Okay. And we're urging civilians to get out of harm's way because we really, honestly, do not want to Island. see any more suffering or any more casualties. Island Levy, uh, spokesperson, uh, representative of the Israeli uh, government. Uh, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.